Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. Listeners, sad news, this is going to be the final episode uh, of the Draft Doctors. Uh, it was set to be the face-off episode, but and, and we put the call out on Twitter like we usually do uh, to get the, the players you're debating and it's come to my attention that some of the some of the people asking for face-offs, they're salary cappers. They're salary cappers. We and I sent the tweet down to the lab, down to the boys in the lab, down to the analytics department here at the Draft Doctors. And they said ninety-seven point five percent of all people asking is related to salary cap. So I don't I don't see the point. I don't know what we're doing anymore. Uh, it's futile at this point. No one cares. And it's, I feel betrayed. I feel like you've betrayed me, listeners. And it's, and it's not just the new ones, I don't think. It's, there's some old in there as well. So I don't, I don't know how you feel, Stato, but this, is, this was crushing. Look, I'm not surprised you've got this attitude, Steve. I've noticed uh, a bit of heartbreak with the alt-right crew uh, over the last week, demanding their $83 million back, complaining that there's more trades than there were last year. It's just been ridiculous. So, look, get the neg- negativity out, mate. Um, if we're only servicing 2.6% of our potential audience, then I'm happy to continue and do so. So, team, you might have grumpy Steve occasionally coming back on the Draft Doctors, but Stato will still be here servicing you. But new listeners, which are probably 97% of your crew, you can piss off. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, let's be honest, you haven't met anyone you don't want to service. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Um, do you want your $83 million back? Well, I'm making that um, in cans per year with the <laughs> yeah. container deposit scheme. It's, it's rolled gold. I don't know what they're bitching about. Just roll your sleeves up, libs. <laughs> get get to work. Anyway, it is uh it is the face off episode where we hey. debate people who are close in the ranks. We threw it open to Twitter uh and tried to get got we, we want to be genuine here. We tried to get ones that are we're different on in the ranks. Um so we're gonna bat from each side. And look, Stato, this is the first time it's been a head to head battle. It feels a bit like a reserves game for me, I've gotta be honest. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh, how about the defence? But anyway, uh, at least he got his uh, journalist friend to defend as well, so it was pretty strong coming both ways. But uh, yeah, it didn't come off that well. If if it was innocent and wasn't impacting that way, uh, well, it didn't look good. I think the expression, the expression <laughs> kind of tells a story, I think. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Well, not just now. Carry on. All good. Anyway, listeners, we did pick out some of the best. Uh, we'll see how we go. We we do love a bit of a waffle, but we'll see how many of these we can get through. Um, Stato, probably the biggest. I, we we weren't miles away. Like it's, we talk so much, it's hard to be miles away. But probably two <laughs> of the biggest ones we were miles away on. Uh, we'll start off with Doc Sam Doherty, who you've got ranked at twenty two. So you're reasonably keen. Uh, against Josh Kelly, who I've got at 23. Now, you've got Josh Kelly at 28, so you're six spots higher on Doc. I've got Doc down at uh, 32 in the AFL Fantasy, so I am not 
interested in Sam Doherty. Why are you going to bat for him? Well, it's an interesting pair to review. Uh, one's at the peak of the game and the other one's Josh Kelly. Um, so let's compare the pair and have a look at uh, the last two seasons. So uh, in 2022, uh, Doherty had 22 games, an average of 110. Uh, Kelly had 21 games, an average of 101. So that's a win to Doherty. Uh, 2023, um, Doherty had 20 games, an average of 104. And Josh Kelly had 19 games, an average of 98. So that's two zip to Doherty in the last two years. Uh, if either gets pushed out of the CBAs, uh, Kelly gets cold on the wing or a little bit on that sort of half forward line, as we've seen once or twice before. And Doherty goes back to the halfback, where he's averaged over 110 twice. A feat that Kelly has not been able to achieve this decade. So let's face it, uh, both are no longer first-round draft picks, and there would have been times when both of them were. If Doc was uh, a defender, he may actually have uh, slipped into our first-round draft pick this year, but they're both mid-onlys. But who has the scoring power? Well, it's Doc, and he has also the added benefit that there is the potential of getting back status back, seeing the, the Colton midfielder so stacked. So for me, it's Doc ahead of Josh Kelly. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, they're nice stats for Doherty, but I think the problem is... Sorry, had, sorry, they're nice facts for Doherty. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can, you know... You I didn't make to, them up. They're the no, last no, I'm not saying season. he did. I was just, the, the problem with Doherty is... He, like you're saying, Josh Kelly moves to the wing. Josh Kelly's that's a game-by-game basis. That might be a game here, a game there, but he's still a healthy uh, CBA participant. They're, they're going to move Callum, Callum Ward out of there before Josh Kelly, I'd imagine. The problem is Sam Doherty has moved to the wing. Like That is a fact. Like The back half of the year, the last 10 games, there's only three tons in it. Um, 70s in there. I, I just don't see it happening. And the problem is Carlton... They were having success with this model, this fast ball movement. They've got a. You talk about their midfield depth, mate. They've got a heap of defenders. You got um, Saad, Weedering, Newman, Williams is coming back. Brody Kemp showed out pretty well. They've got a lot of options back there. I just I, all he's been training within the mid uh, in the preseason is with the midfields on the wing. He looks good there. He's a smart player. They want his ball use going inside 50, I imagine. Uh, I, I just don't see it. And, and Josh Kelly, I mean, he probably didn't have a great second half either, but at least you know he's going to get some mid-time. They're going to play a similar system. But the GWS midfield, it's a tighter rotation. He's more likely to get um, bulk numbers in there. I, I like Sam Doherty, but just not this year. Mm, I uh, just quickly having a look at uh, Josh Kelly's um, back half of the year. It's uh, got tagged for a 30. That's pretty good. Yeah, I like that one. Um, then a, a 108 to 94, 122, then a 71, 73, 85, and 111 to finish off. So the same number of tons you've got in there with a 30 mixed in because he got tagged and uh, we know he doesn't cover the tag uh, that well where uh, Doherty's 
we'll look at the same time frame, 124, 113, 115, 88, 130, 87, 112, uh, 92, 80. They're the last home and away game. So even smashed him on those averages the back end of the year. Well, at least he's not getting subbed out with a calf injury. Well, at least he's not getting tagged to a, you know, below a rookie school. Well, that won't happen because it's all going to be attention on Josh Green. Uh, Tom Green. Josh Green. Josh Green. I'm doing you. I'm doing you. <laughs> it wasn't Josh Green the little red-headed Tasmanian? Oh, is his name Brisbane? Player? Yeah, he probably. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, I, just, I, don't know I, mean, how, I don't even know how you can have Sam Doherty that high, even if he was lower. Like... Is, they're both M3s, right? That's that's what they've turned so. themselves into. Yeah, maybe. I'd... Well, th- see, this is where... So Kelly, forty last 40 games, he's averaged 99.5. Last 42 games, Doherty has averaged 106. But he's not going to play the same role. That's the problem. Like, if you want to he take he it... averaged that at the second half of last year. He beat Josh Kelly in the second half of last year. Josh Who Kelly you... is the one... That really, really struggles unless he's definitely CBA. They well, use Doherty as a link-up player. Yeah, exactly. On the wing. It's a terrible spot in a fastball movement system. Who's going to move back into the midfield? Josh Kelly. I don't see... There's no way Sam Doherty's getting that cushy role. I'm quite comfortable to go Doc and Ugh. the stats. The stats show it. It's all about role. It's all about role. Not having it's a bar of it. No, that's right. I, I don't expect you. To, I don't, don't expect you to agree with facts. Well, the, the to, old right alternative is just deny, stay firm. I mean, Josh Kelly never went under twenty disposals in this run. <laughs> Sam, Sam Doherty <laughs> went under it what three had, times? Had he had he get that thirty? Sure, uh, surely he didn't get more than twenty disposals. Well, I'm just taking it from the Ta- next game. I'm taking from tag, the next game on. Tag by McGuinness. Well, what, does he play them every week? No, but um, that's a fair whacking. If if your floor is 30, then that's a real concern. I can understand except an, an injured 30, right? You you get a knock, um, you get concussion on a 30, that's fair enough. But not a... Not a whole game thirty. That's um, that's almost Tim Kelly areas. Well, he got tagged in the final and still rolled out a ton. Just about like, you know, whatever, whatever. You take your old man. Old oh, man to, to, to to be fair, he was he was blowing them away and got started to get tagged in the third quarter. Can blow teams away like old mm. sub twenty disposal Sam Doherty. Yeah, like uh, tagged out of oblivion. So, look, oh, geez. I mean, you must. You three must, tags you must. in the back end of the year. A 30, a 73, um, which was tagged by Willem Drew and then tagged in the second half for a 94. You must love uh, at... Blake Akers. Give <laughs> me all those wingmen. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. Next up, buddy. You're not going to concede, uh, next and up, you won't we'll concede to, with any of them. We'll go. What's funny about this matchup is I've actually got both players ranked higher than you have either of them. But it's your boy. <laughs> it's your boy, Butters. 
Uh, you've got Butters at mid-19 versus LDU at 23. I've got LDU at 6 versus Butters at 18. So I certainly don't hate Butters by any stretch, but uh, yeah. it's LDU season. Yeah, so I thought it was going to be LDU about season last year. Yeah, well, look, um, I, I think they're both good footballers, don't get me wrong, but I love one and the other one's burnt me. So um, it's pretty, pretty easy to see which one I was going to rate higher. So it's another interesting matchup. Um, so they're two up-and-coming Jets. LDU has had an extra year in the system. Um, now, immediately due to the way he plays, some automatically think that Butters would have missed more games. In six seasons, LDU has played 85 games and a career average of 76.2. In five seasons, Butters has played 87 games, that's right, more games, and a career average of 78. That's correct, a higher average. Yep, one less season, more games, and a higher career average. But... Let's look at the upside now. So LDU last year had 81% of CBAs for his 97 average. So unsure of what upside is there other than potentially natural development in his seventh year. Um, Butters had 62% of CBAs for his 99 average. And his last five games, he averaged just over 70 CBAs for an average of 110.2. Now, in my wonderful world, I would love to see Butters get the 75 to 80% CBAs, especially with the way I love watching him play. Um, but at the end of the day, because he can play so many other roles, there's a potential that he keeps the 60 to 70 role, but it still means uh, a low to sort of mid uh, 100 averages. Um, with Butters, the only one with a full season under his belt, greater upside, and the potential, although it's going to be very slight chance of getting DPP, my money is on Butters. Yeah, I don't see the upside. I find him quite a strange pick for the world to have. Um, like this, the salary cap world's frothing over Butters, and I've find it yep. incredibly strange. Uh, you, you've got a guy who, oh, just on the health, who, who's missed more games in the last three seasons? Who, who's played more home and away games in the last three seasons, LDU or Butters? Uh, don't know, to be honest. It's, it's LDU. Um, well, of course I, I, I would I, I, <laughs> I, knew, I knew the result by the way you're saying it, but I wasn't going to go, oh, it must be LDU. <laughs> Well, I just think it's funny because people are saying LDU sucks because of his injury history. I'm like, before last year, Zach Butler was the poster child for injury. He he Um, did burn people. I I don't see the upside for Butters that people are talking about. He's a brilliant player. The problem is he's about to have a Brownlow medalist waltz back into the midfield after skipping out to the wing. Uh, and, And JHF, the franchise, obviously has natural development. So you can't two, tell me... Two extra games. Two. Yeah, that's right. That's more. That's the greater than <laughs> symbol, buddy. Two extra games. Yeah, that's more. Our bigger and, injury... And only because Butters, Butters got that, that one knee injury. That's that's all that was. 
These are facts, buddy. I just talk facts. <laughs> facts. When you look at um, the high scorers in the game, and they're traditionally the primo midfielder for a weak team. Well, ball movement in the league is trending towards uh, faster ball movement. That is what Port Adelaide do. It's no stoppages. It's move the ball, move the ball, move the ball. So the scoring is capped. Um, he will be in this midfield. That's fine. And he's a good player. Like I said, he's a top 20 midfielder, but I don't believe he has the upside that LDU has. LDU has kids around him. Jai Simpkin, who we all agree is a bit of a jag. And they're going to, they're not going to move the ball. They have trended from one of the, um, higher stoppage teams to one of the lower stoppage teams. The other thing is they can't move the ball. Their defense is crap. They're going to chip, 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 chip around. Last year, if you look at LDU's back half, same as the year before, when he got a run on, it was just big tons, big tons. That's what you need to build big tons is uncontested ball. The way Port Adelaide play, I kid you not, it's all over the ground. Good scoring, like the forwards will be sort of relevant. The backs will be sort of relevant. The mids will be okay. Look at the Brisbane model, same sort of thing. They're all kind of okay. North Melbourne is the other side. That's why everyone's looking at all these players because they're just going to be chip, chip, chip to each other, try to protect that back line. LDU is an absolute smash pick. I will have him in every team this year, no questions asked. Although I did miss him in the traders mock draft that I did the other night because I wanted to see where he'd fall. And you where know did he fall him? to? Oh, it was in the... I can't remember, but Frico took him. I was just seeing red. Oh, man, Frico. <laughs> so I, I just don't see the upside for Butters. The thing, like, he's a really good ball finder, but the things he does well to find the balls, all he wants is a smash pick. He's so good at the contested ball. He's so good at the ground ball in dispute. And that's really where Butters has made his hay because he's not a big tackler, probably because of those dodgy shoulders he's got. Not, not Butters' strength is the defensive side of his game. So I expect them... To, to use JHF to, to blow up and Ollie wants to get straight back in there, who's apparently training the house down. So I think he is. they'll be a really good team this year. I don't see the upside for Butters. LDU, it is all there. I understand the health risk, but they're both a health risk. Oh, yeah, of course they are. Um, there's no doubts about that. But look, at the end of the day, um, Butters' fantastic form. He's just about to hit his peak. Showed that at the end of last year when you finished the season 110. And look, um, LDU was very similar end to the season last five. Uh, I think they're both uh, pretty close. They're both high up on super coach scoring last year 113.8 for Butters, 113.6 for LDU. So their quality uh, football, that's what happens when your super coach score gets higher. It just means you've been more effective, more damaging. Um, and getting that contested ball. Um, one can't get any more. The other one can. That's where the upside is with Butters. Um, but I also feel he can score in that forward half as well, playing the high half forward, entering, being that extra in the midfield. So I think he's got more string to the boat. Interesting point for you, which I don't think you've um, you've heard that talk, but LDU spent a fair bit of the preseason with the forward group as well, learning his forward craft, which is quite interesting. Um, I don't know what that means, of whether they're actually um, sharing the load, saying they have got so many uh, young midfielders, or could be beneficial saying rather than take you off the field, 
as often we might rest you forward. So interesting to see what that means. Um, look, I got burnt by the man three times last year um, and he's been the slowest bloody build in history and yet to give us everything together, yet to average over 100. So I, I want to see it first before I'm convinced. And you already know, I love Butters, so Butters wins. Thank oh, you. Well, well, why don't you rank him high like me? <laughs> well, weak. No uh, conviction in your arguments, though. Oh uh, no, no. I I rate him higher than than Elder You. The the problem is there's so many players around this mark, from Errol, who I think was at ten to 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 mid twenties, where so much can actually happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I just don't see it happening for Butters. That's the, unless there's like an injury or. Something curly like that. I, I think there's a big four there this year. Um, I, I just don't know what happens with Drew. That that's the interesting one for me. So he would be the the fifth. Um, yeah. But the the four, and this is why um, we we can't be too ashamed. If you play a, a tight group and your group is good, and there are clubs that do this, four can have seventy five percent each. Yeah, they can. They can. I just I find it hard to believe in this style of ball movement that they can all be smash fantasy picks, especially if they're all good players oh, yeah. like the Port players are. Yeah, they, they, they can't all be superstars. Um, um, look, look, there are teams that over-possess. So uh, St Kilda can have a little bit more share of the ball, more points, because they are a high-possession team. Where Port Adelaide are more the run-and-gun type. Yeah. So um, you're, you're right. You can't have four smashes. And this is where um, the the franchise, I don't know if he'll ever be a really massive scorer because he's going into a team where a Rosie and Butters are both Tons players. Ollie Wines is the previous one ten. Um, he's just going to play like he's going to be a good player. He's going to play a role, and I think he plays a little bit outside the centre, so create havoc in the forward line. I, I got him this year at an eighty-five for fantasy, yeah. but it wouldn't blow me away if he scored like a hundred and two in Supercoach. Yeah, yeah, correct. Anyway, we'll move yeah. on to the next one. Team. Uh, I'm going to switch it out of the midfield. I'm going to switch it out of the midfield, Stato. There was basically okay. I was I was blown away because I thought, man, this is going to be all forwards. Like everyone's going to want to know, uh, do I pick Jeremy Cameron or, um, you know, Dane Zorko? But the I haven't done any lab. research outside the midfield, to be honest. So I'll be the, the boy, where well, you're going. this is where the boys down in the lab. Well, they were like, well, this is, <laughs> these are all salary questions. No one gives a shit. They're, they're not picking these Dylan Moores. They, they don't care. They don't care yeah, about yeah. Lockie Schultz. Anyway, so we're yeah. going to move to the Rucks. Oh, thank Christ. There you go. Softball. You got Timmy English, who everyone says is the number one Ruck and is a laydown Mazaire to repeat. I will go with the pride of Portland, who is my number one Ruckman this year. Get out yeah, of here, Tim. It's yeah. Um, 
the two big boys from last year, right? Um, both who had career seasons, um, both got sort of similar traits. They're more that sort of extra midfielder than they are the traditional tap ruckman. Uh, so that's not where they get their major amount of points, low percentage of points through, um, through hit outs. Uh, although the pride is a couple of years older, they both have similar game totals and uh, both, I would argue, in their primes of their career. Tim just sort of starting. I think Rowan's been there for a little bit, but last year was the first time he just put it all together and, and put a full season together. Um, the difference for me is it feels like English has more upside and Marshall is definitely at his peak. <laughs> you don't think you don't think English has got upside? No, no, I don't. <laughs> there you go. So no doubt Ross the boss will back in Marshall. He's sort of one of those type that he has his boys and um, so he got all the time last year. So I think that continues whilst he is fit um, is sort of the way he works. Um, but I don't think he's got any more to give and I don't think he can have that luck go his way. So there was a couple of times where he was close to being a laid out last year and just sort of got through. So whether that was the old injections or a bit of luck of all that type of stuff, but he got through. English has turned up before 2000, uh, before in 2022. Marshall has never turned up previously. So You've got one that's been in that area, not the superstar that result that they got last year, but Marshall has never done it. If we actually deep, look deep down at the scores, I think English has a greater ceiling. So he had six scores of 140 and above last year. Marshall had three. Marshall still can improve. Um, sorry, English can still improve his floor, and this is the major difference. So this is where the room for improvement comes. So Marshall had only three scores below 100. English had eight, and this is where the upside is. I'm not saying he's going to have 15 scores above 140. I think he's just going to improve, mature, and actually have less under 100. So it's tinglish for me. Um, but acknowledge they're both stars and we need to put in brackets if they both stay fit. And there's question marks on both. We know English had an interrupted pre-season as such. He was going through migraines. They were trying to work out the cause. They thought it might have something to do with concussion and it's proved it hasn't and back in full training. And we know until last year, Marshall had a lot of um, injury concerns. So whether he can pull out, and I was nervous all last year as um, a martial owner in three different leagues and in classic um, of somewhere it was all going to fall apart. But he got through and had a brilliant season. Yeah, it, it's really strange to me that you think he has upside. Like, the, I just there's no world. When does the top scorer ever repeat? It just doesn't happen. No, no, no. Uh, and that's, that's and a regular about... thing. Um, only Tom Mitchell, only Brody Grundy. Wow. Two. That's yeah. good. That's good, mate. And what happened that's, to Tom, but, but I what happened to Tom to Mitchell where, the where next year? Ex, explain, I, you know what's funny? explain to you. You know what's funny is I, I sit back and let you do your talking, and as soon as I start talking, you do. 
Oh, right? that's the it's the Trumpism, isn't it? That's what Is you it? do. You never let the person speak back. Do you do you are you Basil Zemplis and you think I'm a women's tennis match? Is that what you think's happening here? It's not like that. It's not like that, mate. Here's the facts. The top player doesn't repeat. The top player doesn't repeat. And here's the other nice little juicy tidbit for the listeners. Ruck contests. That is where Ruckmen make their living, scoring-wise. Where did Tim English go last year, scoring-wise? It was from tackles and hitouts. That was where he made his dough. What happened to the Bulldogs in Ruck contest? They went from middle pack to the second on the tree for Ruck contest. It was all stoppages. You look at Adelaide. Riley O'Brien, terrible ruckman, but gets there because there's all the ruck contests. Look at the Adelaide midfielders. Lots of tackles. Why did the Bulldogs' inside mids go really well? Lots of stoppages, right? That is where these players make their hay. St Kilda were at the absolute arse end for ruck contests, and there was still less than three points difference between these players. If there is any shift, any shift towards the middle from either team, this is going to switch on its head. I have no doubt. Like this is this is as bad as it can get for Royal Marshall, aside from injury. This is it, and he also doesn't have a completely missed preseason because he's dealing with Christ. No, what doesn't have? Shut up! Don't even fucking try, mate. The listeners can't <laughs> see her. I can see her. This is my go. Shut up! <laughs> it's all happening. It's all for Royal Marsh. Hundred percent. There's no way Tim English can improve on this. We all know. We all know. You, all the listeners, me and all my salary cap mates. We know not to pick these guys at the top of the tree because they don't have upside. But Ron Marshall, he does. You finished? Am I allowed to say something? So just to clarify, just... the top, <laughs> the top scorers never score again. But the third top scorers, they can pump up. There's only three points between them. They both had their career highs by long margins, and I will say. Roma by a lot more margin than, than than English, so we've seen that. I'm talking about the floor has improvement, um, and I think that's real. And at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to uh, tackles, you were saying that that's all English makes his score on. 4.3 tackles he averaged last year. Roma averaged 4.8. Um, so that's, no, no, no. Uh, that's not what I'm saying. The, the that's data really... there. That's where the where, improvement where, came from for English. Where, That's where he got where, it. He got it from where stoppages. English, where English really excels is the marking. So this is the around the ground bit. That doesn't stop. He doesn't get shorter. No, it doesn't. But he won't have the stoppages to get the repeat ball-ups. That's where he's making his living. Ro- Roma doesn't even need it. If he gets it, holy hell, it's 120. Now, can I ask you a question um, it's okay, State. I, I know is... you don't understand these advanced statistics. It's fine. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> you're a funny bastard. Um, uh, <laughs> take take away the argument between the two, but it's it's interesting how both of these guys just did the right year. Who both play uh, at a stadium with a roof excelled with the scoring so much. It's like it both come together for them at the same time. Like if you're at Gold Coast, like you're Jared Witts, you can't do Tim English and Rowan Marshall numbers, right? Uh, I think he, the problem is Jared Witts is slow as treacle and doesn't make it up around the ground. I'd expect Jared Witts to have a massive fall this year. He's a massive burn for me. 
Oh, no doubt. But it's yeah. not the type of conditions where they can excel with this round-the-ground marking, etc. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, they're different players, though. So, correct me, you just said I'm right, Tim English is better than the Pride. Thank you. I didn't say that. <laughs> that's, that's, oh, yeah, that's, good that's, what I that's where the soundbite will yeah. say. You're a clerk. <laughs> Absolutely crazy, man. <laughs> you just lost it. Is that Darwin? Is it like 42 degrees and 200% humidity up there? No, it's it's uh, high humidity because it's been raining for the last three days, but it's actually quite nice. All right. Well, we'll move it on. I might let you have a win on this one because I, I feel like there's, there's one. Well, it's one. the listeners that need to have the call the win. You, well, you, you get the bots. Determine. The problem is you get the bots up. That's the problem. We've seen this year on, and you, like you lose arguments, and then you fire up the Russian it's, bots. No, no, no. It's just your point of view. All three of you mine, I've had the data to show that I've won. Done. Thank you. you and I'll win the last one as well. Mates. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what. No, so. we'll, we'll switch it up. <laughs> you can have Finn McRae. You've got Franks in the clouds. I haven't 54. done any research. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's no, where okay. you come undone. Okay, we'll give the you man the does his okay, research. Okay, come on. You can have Steel. <clears throat> You've got Steel at nine versus Took Miller. I've got it uh, eleven. You've got Took at seventeen. I've got Steel at fifteen. Yeah, yeah. So look, it's a really interesting one, and, and I think they are. Look, you pick re- four really good ones because. Uh, quite honestly, there's a world where either of them get ahead of the game. Needs a bit of luck each way. But I'm quite comfortable with this one. I, I think their profile, profiles are, are very similar. So they're both 28, both solid players until they had a breakout in 2020. Uh, we both had a 100-plus average for the first time. That's adjusted with the, the 1.25. Um, both took the next level the following year and averaging over 120 in both formats. So this is both of them did this together. Both regressed in 2022 by about 10 points and then both had an injury-impacted 2023 season and both of them dropping below 100. So whatever happens this year, they're doing it together, Steve. So it's a bee's dick, the difference, no doubt. So I can see both bouncing back, but there are three reasons um, that I think still will might get that little bit of shave in front. So number one, still will play the extra game. So you draft him, he's going to play 23 games, not the 22. Took has that early game, the, the opening round. It's a small thing. You draft someone, you get them for the whole year. But if you're picking between the two and you are so thin in the difference, I think that makes a point. Just might sneak one extra win to get you in finals. Took is more likely, although I don't think it's highly likely, the one to get pushed out of the main CBA role, so not be the number one person. I can't see still not being the number one. I think he is the best grunter in there where I think Gold Coast have a few different people that could actually perform that. And thirdly, uh, Steele has shown a slightly, and I will say it is slightly, but a slightly bigger ceiling. 
they're the only three ways that I can separate um, these. Um, I think they're the best at the craft. Um, if they go into the season fit and ready to go, uh, we're going to see Took more than we're going to see Steele because he plays the opening round. But if they're both best um, and they're both at CBAs, it's very close. Yeah, there's one thing. Yeah, and look, the extra games is fair. Uh, I'll, I'll 100% give you that. I think Gold Coast have a tight rotation. I don't think it's Took that misses out. Um, yeah, I don't think so either. But, you know, when I was putting it and battling it up, we don't know what the new coach does yet. Yeah, no, we don't. Well, I'm projecting it, though. He's going to try and move the ball fast. Um, yep. I, I think they try to do that anyway. I just think the problem is they're not great kicks, um, but they have, because they have a lot of stoppages and they, they turn the yep. ball over. But they, these are high-pressure players. I think the Gold Coast rotation is going to be super tight. Took's one of the best runners in the game. Massive TOG for a midfielder. Jack Steele, the, and you know why they both had big 120 seasons is their teams were super thin. Then this is what I was getting back to um, LDU. Was the, the midfield for LDU this year is really thin. They're going to protect the defense, move the ball slowly. And that is what St Kilda still do. The difference is now they are stacked with good outside players like Jack Sinclair's blown up, Bradley Hills at the club. Um, they've brought in Liam Henry. Um, Wanganee Miller is just an absolute jet. Mason Wood is a good player. Uh, like They've got a lot of talent, and they're only getting better. Like They're bringing in quality like Windhager through the midfield. It's an absolute <laughs> machine. They've brought in Paddy Dow, who had one of the best clearance rates of uh, oh, midfielders God. who got like 30%. Whatever the hell the stat was, he was winning one in every five clearances he was attending. Machine. You got Philippou, running machine, just blowing up in the time trials this year, good developing player. The team around Steele is getting better. And I just look at those guys who have been fantasy studs, had that one blow-up season. And I'm not saying Jack Steele's not a gun. He's a good player. But I just don't see that massive volume that there was a couple years ago. Uh, he, he makes his living off tackles. He's a hard nut. That's his game. The tackles aren't going to be there. Like, that, that's just not how St Kilda are playing. Like, it's just not there. Um, Took Miller, you know you know what you're going to get. He's an absolute machine. And uh, I expect him to lead the way for our new Gold Coast Suns regime under Dimmer Hardwick. And the problem, Stato, the problem with all your arguments, they're all looking backwards. They're not arguments, they're facts. They're all looking backwards. They're not looking forward. We do projections. You're doing revision. <laughs> you're in the past, mate. You are living in the past. The Stop be- living my in the best past, days are ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, where, where where do you think both these teams are? So the, the, you, like, you get the crystal ball because you like you like looking in the mirror. Um, so uh, you don't like looking in the mirror. You like looking forward. So tell me where both finish on the ladder. I think St Kilda are really hard. I can see a world where they slip back, and I can see a world where they. Um, improve. I don't think Gold Coast have the have the weapons they need if they're going to try to do what I think they're going to try to do just yet. Or if they do, they're not in the positions we think they're in. You know what I mean? Like, it'd take a role change from within. I think they're getting there, though. 
I think both are between seven and ten. Man, I can see a world where St Kilda are good. Like, oh, you so think, do I. You, you look at their forward line they played the, with one, last year. One, one thing pretty... you're forgetting, Ross the Boss just does his favourites. He has his crew and still is one of his crew. Yeah, and, and that's great. That's that's fine. But that doesn't mean you're going to be a weapon for fantasy. He's not interested in fantasy. He's interested in winning games. We don't know if Dimmer likes Took. And oh, Dimmer's game on. plan Get generally the... hasn't had high-scoring midfielders. Only Brownlee Mellis, Dustin Martin. He was pretty good. He was pretty good, but he was also uh, a one-hit wonder with it. What do you What do you think these guys both average? Oh, look, I think they're both close, and I think they're both 105 to 110. Yeah, I, 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 I like Steele, but I just can't – I think he's really capped. I think he's really capped, and I think we get blinded by these 120s in the past thinking they're going to happen again. I just – Oh, just I don't think there. they're going to happen again. I don't think the yeah, 110 is going to happen. 110 is like I, – I, I think we need to look at 110 as like the best you can do unless something outrageous happens like – like the Bulldogs. I think that's the best world for him. Yeah. I don't think but we, we would have sit here this time last year and say one seventeen is not in Bont's world. He's a he's a one hundred to one oh eight guy at best. Uh, yep, and maybe that's fair, but that's what I was sort of talking about. The extreme things happen, like the Bulldogs oh, make yeah. a leap to be like this amazing uh, like this super high stoppage team, just like at the end of the year when Hawks just decided to not move the ball at all. Like it was just a completely, you know, it was an extreme thing that happened. Like when Rocky was playing with a team of absolute no ones. Roma never tunned up before in his career. And What did he do, like 99 or something? <laughs> yeah, but he never tunned up before. So, I mean, when we're sitting here this time last year in predictions, we're not thinking 115. I drafted Romar as the first ruck in the Listen League. I was all over it, man. That was He was my guy. Yeah. Well, it would be interesting to see what happens with Jack Hayes. Oof. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think they love I think they love the pride down there. Oh, I've got no doubt. And that's one thing the the only difference here is Ross will try and look after him. So he actually did it a couple of times last year where he vested him late in the game going, you know, we've got to look after him. Because he didn't at that point. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to move through the uh, just quickly, Stato. We'll get through these everyone's matchups and just tell them who we think will win because we're pretty similar on a lot of these questions, to be honest. Uh, Ninja Spoon says salary cap: Steve Fizz versus Murdoch Ball. Steve Fizz. Ah, uh, Murdoch Ball. He's he, he has his legions of alt right fans that that get him across the line. Right. Uh, <laughs> Russ, how about a three-way Hobbs versus Perkins? What is with people three-way idiots? Uh, Hobbs versus Perkins <laughs> versus Setterfield. Well, you did talk about the shed for many a year, so maybe you were the one that <laughs> the seed there. So, so, so <laughs> take me take me through the three again, please. Hobbs, Perkins, and Setterfield. 
Well, Hobbs. He he's the 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 one that's more likely to get a good role and definitely in the twenty two. It's a shocking team to rank. Isn't it? I, I there's plenty of times where I've just gone oh and two Essendon players, bang bang, because I yeah. just don't know where to put them. Yeah. Uh Alex Saligo versus Will Phil. Will Phillips, sorry, I've taken a bit of time there. Saligo. Um yeah, Saligo. I, I'm really interested. So you could put Laird v. Steel v. Took. So you could have a three-way there too. And it's all similar discussions. Where's that midfield going? That that M, like from M, oh, I didn't chastise someone today, but I saw they, they, they showed me their ranks and they had just giant tiers. Like they had one through 11, um, 12 through 40 is their second tier. I'm like, man, you got to tighten them Ooh. up. But I could kind of, yeah. I was looking at tightening them up and I was like, I have sort of four at the top and then four through 12, I think. And then 20 could be, the 20s are a big one. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, Jorge, Tom Green and Andy Brayshaw. Shit. Um, I don't even know where both of us are ranked, but they're, both of them in the top five for me. Um, you had Brayshaw at one. Yeah, me. I'm pretty sure Tom Green was four for me. But, um, Frio midfield mix is an interesting one too. Where And you're talking about Doc out in the wing. Brayshaw could be out in the wing. I don't mind if Brayshaw splits think so. a little bit. He uh, can split yeah. for me. That's fine. Yeah. Yep. Um, SV7, he's got Zeret versus Brayshaw. I think we've all got Brayshaw. Um, yeah, Wangan- I'm close with Zeret, yeah. Wanganine Miller versus Kitty Coleman. Come on, man. Oh, Wang- Wanganine Miller. Matty has uh, Wanganine Miller at two. He's got Tom wow. Green versus LDU. Tom Green. Tom Green. Uh, Wardlaw versus Cam Guthrie. Cam Guthrie, um, but in a keeper. Yeah, I've got Cam Guthrie. Uh, Flanders versus an inanimate carbon rod. Inanimate carbon rod. No, no, we can't do that to our boy. <laughs> uh, and my Zelda cat versus a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> Zelda got a bit of run on the Twitter last week. <laughs> uh, Frio asks, Jono versus Cam. Oh, Jono was a commencer. I, yeah. We we do miss Cam's technical knowledge, right? We miss them both. We miss them both. Yeah, we do. Uh, Fork Talk, LDU versus Parish. Oh, LDU. Man, you'll have Parish ranked higher, surely. Yeah, I will have. I will yeah. Have. Get out of yeah. here. Uh, DC, Jed Anderson versus Jed Anderson. Ha, ha, ha. Come on, man. Jed That's Anderson wins course. that. It's run its course, that. Uh, oh, sorry. Just for the Jed Anderson fans, he uh, he he just won best on ground NT versus SNM VFL um, during the week. You should get a signed jersey to give away for us. I'll get a Jed Anderson signed Guernsey. There you go. There, there. Giveaway. Um, Chili takes Oliver versus himself. <laughs> Uh, Sam Jinby versus Humphrey. Uh, 
I'll go Humphrey just because of the the forward. I think Jimby's had a pretty. I've got Jimby pretty down. I think he's had a pretty interrupted preseason from all reports. Hmm, that's interesting. Trying to, we'll have, trying to piece it together. We'll have to ask Jep. Um, Jep would know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't take that as gospel. Uh, Arlo Laird versus Brayshaw. I'm Laird. You're Brayshaw. That's it. I think they're both pretty. They're both top three, though. Surely. Yeah. 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 Uh, Steve Jack Steele versus Took Miller. Oh well, we did that one. Hawker versus uh, Erasmus versus Stevens. Dylan Stevens. Oh, he's unranked for me. Mm. I'll say Erasmus. Dylan Stevens, get out of the league. They're, they're both depth players. They're, they're sort of your, your M8 sitting on the bench for you as cover. Uh, Brad, Blakey versus Powell. Oh, definitely go Blakey. I think Powell's got a higher ceiling, but just got more confidence in Blakey. I'm pretty sure you got Powell higher than Blakey. Fucking kidding me. Maybe in Murdoch Ball, you could have Blakey. Yeah. Anyway, maybe you're right. Guthrie versus Eamon. Wow. Oh, if I if I knew one hundred percent that back status was definitely incoming, I'd put Eamon, but I feel a little bit more secure with Guthrie. You've got Guthrie higher in the ranks, and I've yeah. got Eamon higher in the ranks. Yeah, I don't like drafting for position change. I, you think you're drafting no. for the scores he'll give you off? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam, but it, if we'll... it is a defensive, he has got a much higher ceiling. Yeah. Uh, Sam, Will Powell versus Jordan Clark. Jordan Clark. Mate, do you even know your rankings? I'm sure you've... <laughs> There's no way. I'm not looking at them. you got Will Powell at 16, Jordan Clark at 19. Oh, you're kidding. I've got Powell at 15 um, and Clark at 21. Have we both got Powell higher? Yeah, we're both on Powell. I think it, we talked about it on one show. It is... Is is this all about the um, the hype? Yeah, it's all about the hype, but it's the also, dimmer he, hype. But his second half was pretty lights out anyway. Yeah, true. Um, ben Will Power versus Bailey Dale. I think we both. I got Bailey Dale at seventeen. Will See. Power at fifteen. Yes. Yeah, they're like two spots apart for both of us. Yeah. Uh, I was reading your ranks then. <laughs> Sam, uh, Doc versus Jelly. Well, we know Jelly won that. Sam, Simkin versus Callahan. We know Doc won that. Ugh. So, so who? Simkin versus Finn Callahan. Uh, i got to go Simkin. I think you have to. I think, um, you know that Simpsons episode where they have all the baby puppies? And... The puppy oh, yeah, yeah, jumps yeah. up on the TV. All Burnses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But before they give him to Burns, and the puppy jumps up at the TV, and they're all like, oh, that's cute and stuff. And then the cat jumps up, and they're like, get out of the way, you stupid cat. <laughs> I feel like all the North Melbourne players, like it's Bailey Scott, George Wardlaw, LDU, Cherry, all, all of them are the cute puppies. And then like Jai Simpkins, the cat. And I'm like, get the fuck out of Jai Simpkin. <laughs> I just have Jai Simpkin ahead of... 
Heyman, Matt Just. Crouch versus Simpkin. I'm pretty sure I've got Matt, Matt Crouch. Yes, I have. Uh, James Jordan versus Jack Billings. James Jordan. Mark, Liam Duggan versus Hayden Young. You love the Doug this year. Yeah, I do. Um, but I still got Young higher, surely. Yeah, I've definitely got Young. I'm probably the lowest on Duggan, and I've moved him up. So, uh, Robert, uh, I've got I've got uh, Young at four and Duggan at six. Yeah, six. My God, half yeah, four. It's elder 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 you territory six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Duggan sort of scored in that sort of range. Yeah, um, Robert. A bit, you? It's just projecting, man. It's just project. You don't have yeah. to draft him as the sixth midfielder. You can probably draft him after Zach Butters. That's the beauty. Yeah, of it. absolutely. Yeah. Um, players available in our Murdoch Ball Dynasty: uh, Luke Pedler, Grian Myers, Ollie Henry, Bo McCreary, Cody Waitman, and Jake Waterman. Lol, and he's given him the lol. Your boy, Jake Waterman. Yeah, but I'd go Pedler in a dynasty league. It's got to be. Uh, yeah. Matt, Jack McRae versus Luke Beveridge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beveridge wins, though, no matter what. If, if you Well, if you're reading the papers from the West, Dato, Beveridge might be traded mid-year for a bag of chips. Yeah. That's <sighs> an interesting one. Bizarre. Anyway, Taylor, Ed Richards versus Jordan Ridley. I have to check my ranks, but I rate Ed Richards automatically better. He just probably hasn't got that high-end scoring power. Um, I like Ed Richards, the player. I've definitely got Ridley higher. You've got them next to each other, and you've got Ridley one ahead. Wow. There they are. Yeah. Aaron, Just. who to keep in a keeper league draft, Elijah Sardis or Ben Hobbs? Uh, Hobbs. Oh. Yeah. Who's got the right ceiling long term? Don't have much to go on with Sardis. No, not yet. I just, I'd love to know what happens in that midfield in three years' time. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Jordox, Ridley versus Witherden. I'm Wither. That was one that was one of the matchups we didn't get to was Witherden versus Ridley, because you love you some Wither. Yeah, and you love you some Ridley. No, it's actually Jono that was a Ridley man. Yeah, he was. Uh Perkins versus Gresham, who will be the least disappointing bombers forward? Uh Perkins. I reckon Gresh. Uh, Gresham. Gresh will be fine. Uh, Sparksy, Murdoch ball, Bont versus Petrarca. Well, you're the man here. You're you're all right. You know it more than me. Yeah, I had Bont ranked two last year. I'd, I'll rank him. In, I'd, I, can't, I find it hard to not put him there. But they're both in yeah. an interesting spot. I think Bont's super interesting because the, the, who else is there? Like Libba's a jet, but and it's talk that he's spending more time forward that as the mix, which is really Bond. interesting. And 
you've got to think if Oliver's out, then Petrarca is, just goes full time in there. You know the problem. So is- isn't it? They've got Oliver out of there. He may come back. We know that. They've got Harms out of there. You moved on uh, James Jordan because you who killed it in, inside in his first game, 12 tackles, because you brought Hunter and Langdon in. You've, you've effectively moved on Jordan. So they're three out of their midfield mix from last year. Well, two of those guys didn't even play. Oh, you're talking Harms and Jordan. Yeah. Well, Jordan played every game, I think. Oh, he but just he was a sub in like 10 sub. or something. Yeah, eight games. Uh, yeah, they're both guns. I'd probably tick Bont, but yeah. So Viney and and if he doesn't come back, Oliver, and, and I dare say something's going to happen to break the ice to, to get back to it, but Viney and Petrarca just go nuts, right? Oh, 100%. The pro- you know the problem with Petrarca is he's he, again he's not one of these guys who racks up heaps of tackles. He gets some marks, yeah. kicks goals, gun player. What what did Viney do at the end of the year? I, I reckon that's a really interesting look. I'll have a look while you go through the next. Yep, uh, Lockie Grundy versus Cherry. Just come on, man. Um, yeah, you grand. can answer answer, answer that yourself. Newcomb versus Steele. Oh, well, I'm still. Yeah. Ah, oh, they're price similar. That's it. Lockie, you got through. You and all the other 97%. Frank, LDU and... But- well, we did that. Uh, the Smith Dog, Muhammad Ali versus Annie Lock Breaks. I like this, but I didn't get it. What's what's going on with that? What happened there? Don't know. Yeah. Uh, Brisbane, Bloods. Uh, English versus Marshall. Well, we did that. LDU versus Butters. We also did that. Newcomb versus Eamon. I'm not that hot on Newcomb. I just don't know where his real ceiling is. Newcomb, um, Newcomb to me, I've been thinking about this because I'm not hot on Newcomb either, but if Wilday misses time and they move out, say, Connor Nash and blood these kids, I think he could find himself into that uh, Jack Steele yeah. position where he's the yeah, big okay. dog in a team that doesn't move the ball. Wouldn't that be Warple? He's the dynamic one, isn't he? He's just, you know, well, Warple... brilliant, classy, one-handed <laughs> marks like five. <laughs> um, but they, they, they've they got a, a working group at the moment. I, you know the one if Day doesn't go and... Nash goes, the one that could just explode is Connor McDonald. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I find it hard to believe it wouldn't be Newcomb in that scenario. Yeah. What do you think about people Sorry, ranking... can I just go through Viney's last five? Yeah, sure, man. So he had one below 100, um, which was a, an 83 against North Melbourne uh, of all the teams last year. So maybe it's just the foot was off the gas um, there, but the other four games: one three three, one four two, one o five, and one twenty nine. Yeah. So would would that down game have been a clearance player relying on stoppages? Yeah, you could be right and playing in centre midfield. Uh, 
it doesn't have the time on ground for that game, so they're not forgetting anyway. yeah. the, 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 the The interesting is he only got a 62 in the qualifying final against Collingwood. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, well, he could explode anyway. Uh, Matt, he got a 135 against Collingwood earlier in the year, so it's not as if he can't score against them. No, well, these things happen. Mm-hmm. McRae versus Flanders. I reckon Flanders. Oh, well, I've got McRae on top. Yeah, we both do. Brayshaw versus Sarong. Brayshaw. Sam, JHF versus Wardlaw. God, where did I put them both? I'm not as hot on Wardlaw as you. Yeah, but I'm also a realist. I'm pretty well, sure. I think he's going to be very good. Each. Maybe I should get out of the defenders. I've got Horn Francis one spot ahead of Wardlaw. And you've got Horn Francis two spots ahead of Wardlaw. There you go. Definitive. Sam, Weddle versus Windhager. They're down the arse end for me. Yeah. Windhager for me. Uh, Diddley Docker, Chapman versus Windhager. That's an interesting question. And they're both back end again. I've got Chapman and Weddle ahead of Windhager. I've got uh, Windhager just ahead of Weddle and I've got Chapman ahead of both. Yeah. Uh, Finn McRae versus Harley Reid. I've got Reed, you've got McRae, but you've got them both ranked in the pits. I'm a bit hotter. Mm-hmm. Taser, Dawson versus Laird. Uh, Laird for me. And me, Richie Anderson versus McCluggage. This is a good one. Sato? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Have to check where I go. I, I know I went higher on McCluggage. I I think without Ashcroft there, he's going to have a really big bounce back. Uh, who was who was the other I'm looking at? Noah. I must have Anderson higher. You do. I got Anderson at twenty-seven. Yep. McCluggage at thirty-three. Higher, you've got McCl- you've got McCluggage at forty-two. That doesn't seem yeah. right. And Anderson at 21. Oof. Yeah. It's a bit harsh. Uh, Rosie versus Butters. I hate this one. I've got Rosie ahead, one spot ahead of Butters. You've got Rosie, I think. A few up. A few. Yeah. I've got 13 and 19. It's like. Yeah, you're not going to get both of them. I suppose you've got to land one of them. Michael, yep. Rochelle versus C-Mac. Ooh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I have to say, oh, this is one I'm going to have to revisit too. Um, hearing the words that um, C-Mac, so I've got C-Mac at 15 and Rochelle higher, I think. You got Rochelle at 12. Yeah. 
12. Um, but I'm starting to get hotter on McDonald with the talk that it's Matt Sims tough because you've got the two teams. So until you start hearing the the probables versus the possibles, where you can see who's in the number one midfield, but he was doing CBAs in the match sim and doing very well, apparently. Yeah, I've got Rochelle at 17, McDonald at 25. One thing I'll say with this, like, with, like, the Will Day injury, like, it's not long-term. It should only be a couple of weeks, potentially, yep. that he misses. Like, yep. how much but, really... But opportunity... Yeah. Opportunity. If you get in and go and and blitz, and they go, wow, we learned something there. And cool. that's all Connor McDonald's going to need is that one opportunity. Once he gets in, I don't reckon he's ever going back. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Rosie versus Butters. We did that. Ben Warner versus Day versus Trelaw to finish us off. Uh. I went low on Contralor. I just can't. He just got so lucky through that. Um, <laughs> I still got the salmon in my head. Uh, but he's better than Warner. Who's the the other one? Day. I've actually got, oh, I've got Warner, Day, then Trelaw. What have I got? But this is all injury stuff. I've got Trelaw, With- Warner and Day. Without Bailey Smith, the the one that gets all the midfield time if he's fit and well is Trelaw. So although I've got Loam in the, the rankings, it's because of the risk and the injury concern. But there's a world that he averages 105. Hey, 26 is being down on him, to be honest, from where he was last year. He'll probably yeah. go before that in ADP. Yeah, he will. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for the last ever Draft Doctors show. Um, <laughs> uh, the draft kit should either be out uh, in a day or two or by the time you hear this podcast. So hopefully all's gone well there. You can buy that and farewell us in style as we ride <laughs> off into the sunset, Stato. Yeah, a lot of work, 150 pages. Uh, team's been at it for about five weeks, so there's been a lot of work. And Steve uh, out on the course at 5 a.m. and finishing the kit at 11 uh, p.m. each day. So he's a bit knackered. That's why he's grumpy and tossing in the towel because there's a few salary cappers asking questions, trying to trap him. They have trapped me. Like we'll be back camera, next week. Like that camera crew trap vessel <laughs> by having <laughs> cameras on. Um, but, so what, what do you do there? So you tell him he's got a hot mic. Do you then go, yeah, we can throw him under the bus here? Or do you go, look, he didn't know it was on. Did we leave it alone? You go with the story first, don't you? 100%. Hundred mm. percent. I feel sorry, man. But I, it's so easy to hate Basil. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I just love a pile on sometimes. <laughs> Good old fashioned pile. I, I, I never watch the news. It, it is actually my, my feed's all fantasy sport. Uh, worldwide things sort of pop in the um, the feed, or people talking about it at work. I'm just oblivious to the rest of these. Universe. I've got work and 
this beautiful passion of ours, Steve. And we'll be back next week, won't we? Well, maybe. Who knows? Um, um, Miss, was... Mrs. Stato's flying back in on Saturday night, so we'll have to organise the the timing a little bit different. Oh, right. <laughs> I might not have a leave pass. You've got a Julio Iglesias CD lined up, ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) The the dimmer switch is ready. (laughs) She who must be obeyed. Did you see this? But it it is a. She is coming like Sunday morning, so Sunday night will be our first night together. Oh no, Jesus! Ever since I got back, it's going to be like five. You're going to do like you did on the pod pod, just drop out after five minutes. See you, boys. Yeah, see you, boy. Well, I did warn him. Can, can I say, just for the listeners, um, we set a record time. I've got a shoot-off from work. holmesy has got a shoot-off from, from school to get there on time. And then there's this time we need to start, and we always start recording 25 minutes after the start time. So why not let us get there 15 minutes late? And Doss will still take another five, ten minutes preparing. Yeah. Whatever, man. I don't know what you got. You were there. You you were so bored waiting that you were clicking your mouse and and watching. What were you watching? Was it your Instagram? Nothing. Was yeah, it my Facebook? Instagram. I'm big on Instagram and TikTok, <laughs> man. Just you know me. You know. You me. got a Snapchat through, did you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <what> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, listeners. That's enough waffle. We gave it. We didn't give it to you last week. You got it this week. So you did. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.